We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good Minute Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. I'd known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. <laughs> we're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> All right, welcome in another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Robbie Hummel. And Rob, my week is over, thankfully. Thankfully, I can turn the page and start a new week. Because, uh, yeah. This is a great I, intro. It was a great intro. Yeah, it's a little bit of a rough week, but you know, you persevere, Rob. That's you right. Persevere. You put like your you- head down, you grind, you persevere. <laughs> Listen, it's kind of like going through, I felt like you going through a couple torn ACLs this past week. <laughs> this is the media version of a torn ACL. Yeah. The, the rehab. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have to do the rehab that you had to do. Yeah, your rehab is shorter. Mine was, you know, seven months. Yours was two days. I don't know so how welcome you back. Thank welcome you. back, Jeff. So that was good. And you know what? You even went on a road trip. So, I did. Uh, yeah, you got to uh, you got to see Allen Fieldhouse in a in a deal where they're playing a top 10 team i think it's the best venue in college basketball yeah what what do you think of how allen fieldhouse showed itself this weekend it's so good rob like as good as duke is as good as assembly hall is as good as Mackey is and like those are the like that come to my mind they're like four of the top you know three of the top I just feel like there's something about Allen Fieldhouse that separates itself from everywhere else. I, I don't know if it's walking up to the place and you kind of get goosebumps to the video beforehand, but I, I think it's just the number of fans and that it's not just the student section is incredible, absolutely incredible, but it's everybody else. Like at Duke, it's small. Everybody's on top of the players. That's what you see on TV, right? The crazies are on top of you. They're they're able to almost touch the players. Um, and as media, we're front and center. We're, we're mid-court, front row. It's awesome. Kansas, we're now up top a little bit, and it doesn't matter, Rob. Like, I feel like the atmosphere is just so electric. It's so loud in there all the time, and everybody's into it. It's not just the students that are at the highest level. And there's a ton of them at Kansas, and they were there, you know, hours before camping out, which is nothing new. Everybody, you know, all the best places do that now. But man, the 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 just the history, the tradition, and and the fact that again, it's so loud in there. It's louder in there than any Purdue's probably second for me right now in terms of like. No, I agree. Atmosphere. I agree. I but, I did a game at Kansas. It was now, it was like Dean Wade, Kamal Stokes, Kansas State team. Bruce Weber's team split the Big 12 with uh, with Kansas that year. And we, I did it for radio. Um, it was an ESPN game. And we were sitting on kind of where the sideline meets the baseline. So at one of the corners, essentially, right by the band. And my ears rang for like a day. where And it was probably because the band was there, but still... I was blown away by the level of noise. I have a video on my phone of right before tip off and it is so chaotic, right. but it's so awesome. Yes. And I, I think, I think Purdue is too, as well. Um, I think Duke would be there. I think Indiana would be there, but there's no doubt to me that, that Allen Fieldhouse and with the, like the museum aspect of it, 
you get everything. Bro. Got so yeah. much cool stuff in the concourse that is goes back to the beginning of the invention of basketball. It's just like the, and then also the history of Kansas. You know, you look at who's played there, and you're like, dude, there have been. You walk beat- down the hallway, dude. Yeah. You walk down the hallway, all those jerseys, and I don't know. You know, you go to the practice court beforehand. It's just. No, it's it's the real deal. Um, and they were why, the why was Kansas able to handle Houston the way they did? Well, early on, I actually think Hunter was kind of the key in a way because, again, you throw the ball into Hunter, and they were doubling on the pass every time. And well, he had he good practice threw. last year dealing with that. He did. He had a lot <laughs> of getting doubled every yes. time last year. But, like, Kansas is full of of what I felt like are not non-shooters, but not great shooters, okay? But you know the difference between getting an un- uncontested shot and a contested shot. And now you're talking about when Hunter's moving the ball as quick. His decision-making was elite. So he would get out of the post quick, and then they would reverse the ball. And then you talk about Johnny Furphy getting an open one. You know, Harris getting a wide-open one. And then you start making them. And you're at Allen Fieldhouse. And these guys had heard it, honestly, for probably a week or two. I talked to Harris after the game, and he's like, yeah, like, I know people were counting us out. People were saying that we weren't a Final Four team anymore. You know, they lost some bad games, right? I mean, on the road, West Virginia, you know, on the road, UCF, people are like, well, this Kansas team doesn't look the part. But when they're clicking, and Bill Self said this to me after the game, when they're clicking, they're as good as anybody in the country. Their starting five is as good now with Johnny Furphy emerging as anybody. Like that kid, man, he's their best shooter. He's the guy now, and he doesn't hesitate now, Rob. And it needed to be him, or it needed to be my man, the transfer, who has not played Timberlake, well. Timberlake, uh, who doesn't play. I yeah, mean, it needed to be one of those two, and it's been Furphy, right? Oh, Furphy's like a first-round pick now. Like he, he's He's long. He can shoot it. He moves the ball. He makes good decisions. He's tough. Now, he's not strong enough, but, like, Houston wasn't able to take advantage of that, right? Sharp was on Furphy, and Sharp's giving up a few inches. And instead of trying to go in and back Furphy down and use your physical, you know, play, he was fading away. He was taking these fadeaways. And I'm like, I get it because, again, Furphy, the one thing he has is length. So, but I think certain guys will be able to take advantage of him. Houston didn't. And Kansas, they made nine of their first 10. A lot of them were shots that Kelvin Sampson said, like, he wanted Kansas to take. They made them. And then once they make them, man, that crowd. Well, yeah, then, then they're rolling, them. right? It's, it's a different worth, deal once that place gets gets going. I felt like the other night, Saturday, it was worth like eight points. I yeah. honestly did. I felt like it was worth eight points, which sounds insane. But, you know. Again, the problem for me still lies in, like, the tournament. Does Kansas have enough depth? Do they have enough depth that, that if Furphy's What would you say playing, they're going? Are they are they rolling six deep right now? Maybe seven? I guess seven with Braun? Brown? Brown? Brown was good. He made the biggest yeah, so he, Is he their seventh man? Yeah. El Marco, Brown, Timberlake. That's six, yeah. seven, eight. And Timberlake really doesn't give him anything right now. So you're talking seven. And Brown, if he does what he did the other day, I mean, he comes in, he bangs a three when Houston had cut it and put a little bit of game pressure on him. And I said to Bill after the game, I'm like, you know, huge shot by Parker. He he looks at me, he's like, that was his first three all year. His assistants were like, no, no, coach. That wasn't his first. I feel like with coaches, sometimes there's certain details, like how you pronounce their player's last name or like – they Something no like idea. that, where they are so locked into certain things and other things that you'd think would be easy. They're like, yeah, that's his first three. And he's made like five. Right. It was so <laughs> funny. I need to look it up now, how many Parker's made. But like Bill was like, yeah, first three all year. And and like Norm Roberts and, and Curtis, like, no coach. Like he's made a few. He's made a few. Yeah, so, I got it right here. Uh, he, has, he has made, he's actually know. shooting 43% from three this year. But. How many did he made? Three. No, he's only the, he's only attempted. That was his uh, third. That was he's his attempted third. seven. He's three right. of seven from three, but he's shooting forty three percent from three. He's like, yeah, it's first three of the year. Right. Right. <laughs> That's so, such a like head coach thing to 
one of those weird details that even though they know everything else that's going on, right. He, right. he doesn't know how to pronounce his last name and he does, you know, he, he butchers how, what his three point percentage is. I just feel like, and McCullough wasn't like great, but you still look at it at the end. He had 17 points. He does what he does, right? He fills up the stat sheet. He put, you know, the thing about them is again, if they go again, Houston's not overly deep also. They're not. And the kid Francis got hurt. Nothing serious. He'll be back uh, tomorrow. But, um, you know, Kelvin, the one thing he said, and he made a great point after the game, he's like, listen, he goes, he goes, first of all, the fact that they had Kansas as an underdog here is sacrilegious. He's like, Kansas should never be an underdog. He's like, basically, I knew we were done. When Kansas is is an underdog, I knew we had no chance in this game. But I think he felt like, okay, you know what? We get we get them back at our place later in the year. And like I still think, and and somebody asked me this on pregame radio for Kansas, they're like, who do you think wins the Big 12? And at that point, Texas Tech was in the driver's seat. Obviously, they've lost now two this week, including one at home yesterday. I said, I, I think Kansas and Houston share the title at the end of the day. I'm not giving up on that. I think this league is such a buzzsaw of a league. Nobody's running away with it. Kansas isn't good enough to run away with it. Houston isn't good enough to run away with it. Um, I wonder, and and I heard Matt McCall ask this question, Rob. I'm curious to know your thoughts. He asked it last night on, on After Dark. Um, do you think the buzzsaw of this league is going to impact any of these teams, whether it's Kansas, Houston, those are the two teams that you think probably have a chance to do some real damage in the NCAA tournament. Right. Do you think it hurts them or helps them? I mean, it could go either way. You, you hear the conversation, like the iron sharpens iron, iron type thing, and there's something to be said for that. You come out of the Big 12, and there's been a lot of talk about, you know, kind of their non-conference, how some legit them, was it from, yeah. a, from like the net ranking standpoint. Yes. Yes. And that's that's an interesting topic because I think you look at a lot of these teams and outside of maybe a few, it's a lot of games against teams in the 250s, 300s, and they've just they dominated Especially them. Iowa so, State and TCU are two that stood out. Yes, to me TCU, like, I did their game in December, and until they yeah. played Clemson, they had played nobody. Right. Like that was their biggest test, and Clemson's good. Um, it, this league is insane. You know, you think about having to – the bottom is Oklahoma State. Um, West Virginia. And you look at pretty much everybody else, yeah. and you're thinking that there's no get-right game where you're like, well, we'll just waltz in here and and we'll right. win. You know, like Texas is talented. They're four and five in the league. I think that there's certainly something to be said about that where you've just been – you've grinded so hard for, for three months or two and a half months. It, it can wear you out, yeah. Especially um, a team like Kansas, I, Rob, that's not overly It's not deep. like they're 10 deep, right? Like they right. don't have and Houston, I don't think is all that deep either. So that's that's a very interesting point. I, I think it could go either way. I think it's an interesting discussion point, but we really but won't know. Get, here, here's my question. Here's a question too. At 21 years old. That's the old, thing though. These dudes are 20 years old. So they're are in you like getting the tired of are you getting tired if you're playing 35 minutes every night? Are you tired at the end of the year? Go, I now, think if as Painter long as was, you're not a freshman, Jeff, I think if you are have been through this yeah, and yeah. you've got the resources that these schools do from a nutrition, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, and that stuff has come such a long way, even in the last 15 years, I think you can be in college basketball seven or eight deep and play your starters heavily and still be okay as long as you've got good players. I really do. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops, odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 158. Especially so with the time we don't actually the know the answer. Rob. And you got those long timeouts in the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah, the, the recharging stations that are the the four minute timeouts, right? <laughs> like, yes, you do. How much? Hey, how much did you love those your final year after your 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 knee injuries? I was in good shape though, even though my my knee was still not like back to feeling like it was one hundred percent. I was in good shape. I just you know I didn't have any. You lift. Still liked them. Don't don't lie. You still like those timeouts. I mean, you'll take any type of rest you can get when you're fighting for your life against Thomas Robinson and and the Kansas Jayhawks. So it's you know T-Rob, you'll, you'll take. T Rob was wearing your ass out. T Rob had a vertical of of like forty, and you could barely. I mean, get he might have been physically year. wearing me out, but I had twenty six points or whatever I had. So I unknown. Um, what's your biggest concern with Houston going forward? Now, defensively, not they, enough firepower. Not yeah, enough. The offense has to be the, the question, right? When your defense is an elite, which it will be most nights. Like, I'm not worried about I mean, that. they're still number one defensive right. efficiency right. At, on Kempom. Yes. I, I just feel like – and Jamal Shedd looked like he was, like, point-shaving at time. I mean, he just wasn't good. He just had well, – that, That's going to lead us to our next topic of the koozie list, but yeah. keep going, and then yes. we'll get there. I want to talk that. about that, too. I want to talk yes. about who was omitted from that list. Well, there's two and names that are pretty reason. staggering. Yes. No, actually, you're you're going to be right on this one. But Shed <laughs> Shed finally had an off game, and it was an inopportune time to have an off game. And Sharp was just okay. I mean, they just didn't play a good game other than they came out in the second half and they did what they, they do, right? They hit the, the offensive glass. They came back. I think they held their own in the second half. But it was too late at that point. I mean, you can't dig yourself a hole like that at, at Allen Fieldhouse and expect to come back and, and win. But I just don't think Cryer was bad in the first half, and then he carried him in the second half. Um, you know, Arsenal not being there, I feel like is is having a major impact, will have a major impact on Houston's ability to win the whole thing. Can they get to the Final Four? Absolutely. You know, Kansas – it's funny because, like, I said they can't win six straight, and then I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, like, how many teams 
are they going to go up against that I'm like they can't beat or 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 I wouldn't have them favored? Like, yeah, if they don't if they don't have to see Purdue or UConn, they could get to the national title game, right? Yeah. Like, why not? And then who who the hell knows? So, you know, I have a different view on Kansas now after seeing them in person play the way they did and watching Johnny Furphy in person now compared to when I saw him even, I don't know, what was that, six weeks ago at, at Indiana? Like, he looked yeah. lost. He looked well, lost. Well, he had been he hurt. Looked... He'd been hurt and got there late. I mean, there's yes. a lot of – so you have to think his improvement is going to be fairly rapid if he and, is, and it is that level of player, which it appears that he is. I like Houston. I don't love Houston. I will throw them in the same hat that I'll throw a lot of other teams in that, that they have a chance to get to the Final Four. But again, who knows if Purdue and UConn, like one of those two teams probably gets knocked off before the Final Four. I don't think both of them get there. You know, they're the co-favorites right now, but like I could see one of them getting knocked off, one of them getting the Final Four. And then the road, right? How it how it gets paved for some of these teams. Yeah. But man, like those are two elite coaches that, and I've said this before, like, they, they've kept their kind of old school approach and it's still able to work in a, in a time when it's really hard to make it work these days with NIL, with the portal. Well, they both still really get after their guys. Now they have the clout, yes. the respect and the like acumen to do it. Yeah. You can't just be like a fourth year head coach at a mid major and do what those guys do. Um, right. But they are like, they're, they're two of the the I guess rare breeds that still yes. can can do that stuff. And I who, who I are the ones? Let's think about it right now. The coaches that gets Izzo, Self, Izzo, Self, Kelvin, Kelvin. Um, and Brad Underwood yells at those guys a lot. He gets out. He comes from the he comes from the Huggins yes. school of thought. Frank Martin school of thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, when you put Dan Hurley in there, yes, right. I mean, I he gets he after his players like that. Uh-huh. Right. I think, I think Hurley's like that. I'm looking at other, like, how much does, does Bruce Pearl yell at the players? He's not now. He's not like, so he's, he's fiery, like yes. the coach, but he's not getting out. He and like Nate Oates are a different type. I think, mm-hmm. you know, they're tough. They'll get after him, but they're, they're not, I don't, I wouldn't put him on the Izzo self, Kelvin Hurley. I'm trying to think who else is in that. that that's how much does Cal yell at the players? Yeah, Cal does. Cal Cal gets after him pretty good. He gets after him pretty good. Uh, but there aren't that many. There aren't yeah. that many. You look at the new school. I mean, I'm guys, just I'm just right? scrolling through the list of like top hundred teams, and I I don't think it's like you know who gets after his players. Rick Barnes. Yes, he does. He Rick gets Barnes after his players. Does. He's old school. Yeah. Well, one of his his point guard is on the uh, the koozie koozie list. So let's let's talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, Zakai Ziegler on the koozie list. Here, I'll I'll name the the ten finalists. Here. Yeah, go we ahead. Jamal Shed, Houston. Dewan Harris from Kansas. Tyler Kolek, Marquette. Javon Quinley of Memphis. Boo Booey, Northwestern. Zakai Ziegler of Tennessee. Max Aismas, who plays the two for Texas. Wade Taylor at Texas A and M, and Tristan Newton of UConn. So there's a name. There's a name that's not on there, Rob. That I think should should be honestly might win uh, the whole think? thing. You think? Who makes this list? I'm going Kolick's number one still. All right. I, I'm still saying I would take Tyler Kolick if you gave me the opportunity over any point guard on this list. But I would say it's close now. Like, there's probably five or six guys that are all right there, and one of them isn't on this list, and it's Braden Smith of Purdue. Well, who, who, first of all, who made this terrible list is what so I want to know. There's like – they didn't – they might have sent me an email. I – I gen- years ago, I used to pretty much make the list and I stopped in your prime. Stopped- yeah. In my prime. I'm, I'm well past my prime now. Um, they still send me uh, emails and I forgot to get back to them on this one. Generally, I'll get back to them with like the final five, final so five. Maybe, maybe your vote is why Braden Smith and I'm going to throw Jameer Young out there. Not being on this is also a tragedy. Well, like you said, Max Aismas is not a point guard. Javon Quinterly should not be on this list. Ziegler should be on this list. Ziegler shouldn't be on this list. No, he should not. Those three, those Aismas, Quinterly, Ziegler, replace him with Braden Smith for sure. 
I don't know who else is not. I think Jameer Young is a lock to be on this. His His last six road team, though. No, I I hear you, but his last six road games, he's averaging twenty nine a game. He's literally carrying their offense. Yeah, I just I I think I think he should be on here. Um, and then I I just you know you look at even like the Ziegler thing, Braden Smith, more assists. I think he averages more points. Braden Smith is twelve point four. Ziegler 10 points. So, so Braden Smith averages more points, more rebounds, more assists, and beat Ziegler head to head. And they put Ziegler on the list and not Braden Smith. What I Matt would... Painter said is so accurate. He said it's like they they put a bunch of names in a hat, like the Indiana sectional, and just drew names. And they're like, oh, yep, Max A. Smith's two guard. Here he is. I mean, even like you look at the list as well. Like Mark Sears has had an incredible year. Incredible. You could argue he's a two. He yes. didn't make any of the lists. So it's like, do the people that make the list even watch the games? You know, I, I think, again, to me, Ace Miss is the one that has no right being on. And, I, you know, I know Quinterly was good for a while there, but, like, he was benched. They've lost four in a row. Now, they probably voted on this two weeks ago and probably just put it out today. But, like, you know, other names, Lipsy at Iowa State's been awesome this year. Awesome. He can You can make a case for him on there. Uh, Ray J. Dennis has been really good at Baylor. Yeah. You know, I, I but, just, but feel think like- about this. Like, even if you're, so let's say you're making a case for Jameer Young. Yep. Young's now averaging just under 21 points a game, just under five rebounds, four assists. Yeah. And you've got Javon Quinterly, who averages seven points less, less rebounds, and only 0.9 assists more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Memphis is in, they have, they're, they're in a free fall. Would I mean, the fact that they went to Wichita said, State on Saturday was a miracle. Would you say if, if if you're taking a point guard on your team right now and you're starting your team, would you take Braden Smith and why? Like, give me your case for why you would take Braden Smith. Because you could make a case over, like, Stephen Shedd. No, I Stephen Shedd, guys. Harris, his stats, I don't think – he's he runs the team. Can't He's a national champion. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with that. Kolek. Really good. Quinterly should not be on it. Boo Booey has been phenomenal. He should yep. be there. Yep. Ziegler, I don't think he should be on the list. Aceman isn't even a point guard. Wade Taylor, I'm with, and Tristan Newton, I'm with. Big news, guys! I am thrilled to announce that we have partnered with Autograph, a company founded by the goat himself, Tom Brady. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to the best college hoops content, fan contests, and exclusive rewards like discounted tickets, all for doing the things that diehard fans like you already do, following your favorite team in the news and listening to podcasts just like this one. When Tom, and yes, I am calling him Tom, we're on a first-name basis these days, co-founded Autograph, he had one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. It works like this. You get all of your college hoops content you want in one place. You get articles from your favorite writers, pods from your favorite hosts, contests from your favorite creators, all on the feeds and the sites that you already enjoy. But instead of having to go to all these different places, it all comes to you in one spot, the autograph fandom app. But here's the best part. The more content that you consume, the higher you rank in the app. As you consider the level up in status on the app, you can unlock unique rewards curated exclusively for you. So download the free autograph app in the app store and use the referral code F68, that's F68, or tap in at the link in the description below or in the podcast app of your choosing to start earning points for doing something as normal as listening to this very podcast. It really is that simple. Well, wait, um, Taylor's an interesting one too, because he's the ultimate scoring point. Yeah, he's, he's on, when he's on, he's incredible. When he's off, he is awful like there's not a lot in between with him right um why would i take Braden smith i think the combination of scoring and finding his teammates has been phenomenal he's murdered drop coverage he's been pretty good when teams have tried to push up and and give him more of a hedge um his passing is tremendous he he i think sets a good tempo or pace for purdue He's just, he's clearly one of the best five point guards in the country. There is no doubt in my mind about that. Um, and I think when you look look at head to head, he's beaten a lot of guys on this list. He's beaten Tyler Kolick. Yeah. He's beaten Boo Booey. Now they've split with Northwestern. He's beaten Zakai Ziegler. 
So I'm, I'm just like blown away that a group of people that claim to be experts on basketball could have a list that is this shitty. Yeah, it's um, it's not great. I, I don't I don't know who voted. I don't know how many people they probably send it out to a bunch of different people. Like I said, they used to send it to me of like, hey, here's the list. Here's our 10. Who did we really screw up on? Who did we have to move off? Whatever. They they don't do that. They probably do it to somebody else right now. And I would have said, Aismas, no chance. No chance put him on. I and mean, Tyrese Hunter's their point guard. Yeah, I mean, Aismas should be on the two-guard list. Uh, no the, uh, Jerry West. Jerry West list. That's what he is. And that's where, again, you, you got to – I don't know. It is what it is. But, all right, so Purdue, one, one of the things – that I want to talk about today was some pushback going on out there about the Boilermakers who, Oh, by the way, just went into Madison and got uh, a road win to further the idea that they are one a or one B with UConn. Uh, I have them ranked number one. I think they deserve it based on the resume, but again, you can make a case and I can make a case for UConn being the better team. I, I think it's splitting hairs at this point. I'd love to see it. I think most people would love to see that as their national title game. Like, would, yeah. wouldn't you? I mean, wouldn't you yeah. love to no, see I would. I would. those two big I, I boys go out? It it'd be a phenomenal game, and yes. the matchups would be really fun to talk about, and I, I hope that that hope that happens. So, Zach Eady gets some shit for his defense. Like, he, he dominates in the offensive end. And, you know, defensively a couple of years ago, I don't want to say he was a liability, but he wasn't nearly as good as he is now, which makes sense because he was fairly new to the game right? Probably still only been playing the game competitively for about six, seven years at this point. Um, but again, there's been some some naysayers, Rob, saying that Zach Eady is a liability on the defensive end. What what say you to them? I talked to a, a Big Ten coach within the last week about this, and he said that his defense changes everything about how you have to attack Purdue. So I, Why? I Why? think that that's a terrible take. Yeah, I think he's been really good this year. Protecting the rim, he made a big stride last year. I thought the jump he made as a sophomore to a junior of not following verticality and defending the rim was really good. And this year, I feel like he's made the jump of, you know, Purdue's scheme is going to be drop coverage. He's not going to hedge. He's not going to be up to touch. He's... He's going to be in the drop, and that's okay. You know, you have to have guards that can get over the top. Lance Jones has helped in that regard, I think. Um, but in the drop this year, we have seen Edie do a lot of late switching, where you'll see the guard gets over the top of the screen. If he's behind or it's late in the clock, the guard just snaps back to basically Edie's man, and Zach will take on the ball handler. And I think he's done a great job this year at st either staying in front or on the times where he does get beat, staying in the play and blocking shots. You know, he's top five in blocks. He alters game plans. Yep. He definitely is in the back of people's minds when you drive to the rim. I think he's a lock to make the all-defensive team yep. in the Big Ten. So to say that he's a bad defender, it, I it's unfathomable to so me. So he is team. not what we talked about with Kofi Coburn, Oscar Shibway, some of these bigs, and, and you saw them plenty, that, again, once they got into the NCAA tournament, they could be really um, taken advantage of from a defensive standpoint. You know, we saw it with Loyola Chicago against Illinois and Kofi. You don't feel like Purdue. Well, don't get me wrong. Is... I still think that, like, if he has to guard rank Mast, yeah. that could be a problem for him because Mast, you know, Mast was pretty good last night against Illinois. He's going to take you on the perimeter. It's going to be five out, dribble handoffs, pick and pops, like that. The the weakness of his game, and it's some of it's scheme-based, some of it's the fact that he's 7'4 and, and over 300 pounds, is that with a skilled five, it's going to be challenging. You know, like that's going to be a hard guard for him. Look at the way that they even guarded Wisconsin yesterday. Yeah. They put Edie on wall, and they put their four on Stephen Crowell because their thought is, well, wall's a driver. He's a guy that scored from within five feet. Kraut can pick and pop, and we'll just trap off wall and and post double Stephen Kraut. You know, like, so I think that they, they he guarded Ty Rogers, you know, and is the, really the only center who has done a good job in that matchup. And I think some of that speaks to 
Ty Rogers maybe not having his greatest performance, but a lot of it is Edie guards better than any other centers that that he has seen do that. So I uh I can't believe that that's a take, honestly. I uh by, by the way, the other thing I've come around on with Purdue, here, here's here's the biggest thing I've come around on, honestly, over the last month or so, is Lance Jones. He is a beast. Yesterday, I, I didn't get to see the whole game, but the end of the game, beast. Well, he's what he's exactly what if if you're Matt Painter, you signed up for because now Braden Smith has shown that he can handle the point guard duties. Like he doesn't need somebody to help him. Which I, I want to remind you, fun. you had you had some big questions about that coming into the season. Of course, because again, like we saw the end of the year last year, right? No, I know. He wore down. I think number one, he wore down, and then I thought honestly, mentally. He wore down, and 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 it affected him, and it hurt him in the in the tournament and down the street. Man, you're a freshman; it's hard. Yes, your first season. And a of freshman that didn't have like, a preseason, Rob. He yeah. didn't have a preseason like other freshmen. He was hurt, so I, I get it. I just, I'll tell you what. Early in the season with Lance Jones, I was like, Oof. some games he looks like a world beater. Other yeah. games. Man, he did not know what a good shot or a bad shot was. Well, I mean, he took a lot of deep threes at Southern Illinois last year. Yes. he. Uh, I felt like he thought he was still at Southern Illinois. Yeah. And like, I asked I asked Marcus Damask last night before I interviewed him after the game, you know, yeah. what was your guys' record last year? Because <laughs> they had those two. And I think they've got a dude this year that was on the team last year that's really playing well. Um, and he, he told me that they won, he thought, 23 games. And he goes, if Freak Mast hadn't hit a three, we would have we would have won the league title or something like that. But their their talent was pretty impressive in Carbondale last year. I agree. He he is a game changer for Purdue. The burst, the yeah. the transition aspect defensively, he is he gives them something that they did not have last year. Huge. I mean, he and he's been efficient now. Like other yeah, than the Rutgers from three game, now. he's yeah. thirty six from three on the year now. Yeah, take away the Rutgers game, right? And, like, he's probably close to 40%. What's he shooting from the field? He is shooting. It's got to be decent, right? I mean, it's got to be. I think it's, yeah, I think it's solid. I think, let's see. He is 43 from the field, 36 from three. In league play, he is shooting... League play that is forty two from the field and thirty eight from three. Yeah, I mean that's huge. Just gives them another weapon that they didn't. Well, have Purdue on. just they can put so many shooters around. Yes. Uh, you know, yep. around Edie, yep. and that's it's tough to guard. There is nothing in sports better than the heart of the college basketball season, which is why I need to tell you guys about our partners over at Rhythm. If you're into sports betting, you need Rhythm, the place for data-backed props and picks. For those that are unfamiliar, Rhythm, spelled R-I-T-H-M-M, is the go-to mobile app for player props and game picks. Backed by AI predictive models, Rhythm helps you make smarter and faster betting decisions across all sports, but particularly college hoops, where there are as many as 150 games a day during conference play many of which have softer lines at BetMGM than you'll find in the NFL or the NBA. With Rhythm, you get data-backed picks for every Division I game every day. Users get free picks daily with the ability to upgrade to unlimited access. And for those of you already using modeling, you can build custom sports betting models within the Rhythm app itself. I am a Rhythm user, and I found that I've been a better better when I focus on lines where my gut and Rhythm's modeling are aligned. When I think UConn can cover on the road against Butler and Rhythm backs that up, we fire. But Rhythm also helps lead you to plays that you didn't know you needed to make. Like, for example, when the data says bet the over in UMass Lowell versus New Hampshire because you have a 61% edge on that line, you bet the over and you bink. So if you want to increase your edge and win more bets, go to the link in the description below and download Rhythm today. That's R-I-T-H-M-M, the place for data-backed props and picks. Hey, so um, I'm I'm really still in mourning over Indiana's loss to Penn State at home. I got to tell you, like, like I, I, I want to get to Indiana home games. 
so I could see my daughter. And now I feel like the only way I get there is, is to see the women's team, which I'm going to see in a few weeks when Caitlin Clark goes out there. And uh, but to go out for a men's yeah, the, game before we get into that, the crowds that Caitlin Clark is drawing are insane. Insane, isn't it? It's is, impressive. I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait to see her. I mean, she's, last year. she's got game. some Michael well, Jordan effect going where like every road arena she sells out. That that is that's 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 crazy. Crazy. I mean, absolutely nuts. And uh it's she's the most I mean, again, she's the most exciting player in in all of college she's, basketball. She's the most famous college athlete. Yes. I mean, she's got yes. state farm commercials with Jimmy yep. Butler. Yep. And, you know, like that's so she's going to break the record. She's going to break, um, uh, I think it's Kelsey Plum's record. It's Kelsey Plum's record, yeah. She's going to break it the game before I see her, most likely, which kind of yeah. sucks. But it does. Um, get to bask in the aftermath of it. Anyway, Indiana loses at home to Penn State. They're yeah. up double figures at one point. They end up losing by, I think, 15, 14, 15 points. Lost by 14. 14, 14. To a Penn State team that didn't have their leading score by the way, right. their best player. Well, maybe not their best player, but their leading score, Clary. Yep. And there are boos, I'm told, at the end of the game for the team, for Mike Woodson. Obviously, he's one of their own. This thing has gone to a, a place where now they're basically 500 in league play under Woodson. You know, they've won uh, one tournament game. Uh, they won one in in the first four but in the main bracket they've won one tournament game this year obviously they're not making the, the ncaa tournament right now their nets somewhere around 100 uh, they and they just don't have that many opportunities left i mean ohio state would be a quad one road they're, they're 64th Purdue's obviously quad one away well northwestern's that That'd be quad two at home. Nebraska's quad two. Listen, at home. you're wasting time. You're wasting time going. Through. They do have like three more quad Doesn't one mean. opportunities. They're not they winning. It. They're not winning. So it's irrelevant. Irrelevant. Here's my question to you. Here's my question to you. How much faith do you have in Mike Woodson getting this thing right? And how? How? What is? What do you do if you're Woodson and his staff in Indiana try to get this back on track? I think he'll get one more year. Yeah. Because I, I mean. I'm under the assumption Khalil Ware is gone. I would think he's gone. Hundred percent pick. Hundred percent. Mackenzie Mbako will be interesting. Probably should come back to, yep. to school, but might go. Um, I think Malik renews back for another year. You yep. lose Galloway. You yep. lose Xavier Johnson. Is so Galloway out of eligibility? I thought he was. Maybe he has one more year, COVID wise. He I might have a COVID. One more. I bet he's got one more. Okay, I'll he go. might have a COVID year. Which he's a good player, I think, as long as his role is what you know it was last last year. His role was perfect, and I think he played so well in it. And I think this year maybe it's just it's a different type That's of his fourth year. Rob, he has one more year. Okay, so he has one more year. Yep. Um, I just think you he's got he's got to go to the portal, and he's got to find not just the most talented players, but guys that can fit together. And he's got to get more perimeter skill. They need they need a point guard that can be high level. You know, they need a really good point guard and they need some shooting around these guys. And if you can get some shooting around Malik Renew and a guy that can run the show with the portal, you can turn this around quickly. But I think there's going to have to be a different approach. Like this year in the portal, all right, Khalil Ware, no question, very talented. I think he's played well. I think he's played much harder. Um, Good get. Anthony Walker, how does he fit around Mbako, Renew, and Ware? You know, like he's an athlete, but you would have been much better served to go out. And look, they thought Xavier Johnson would be healthy and they thought he'd be one of the best point guards in the league. And that has not worked out. He's not been healthy. He has not played well. Um, You know, what's strange is, hey, Rob, what's strange is that they couldn't get another point guard. And it should have been easy in a way because. There was a there was a stretch there where you didn't know if Xavier Johnson was even going to be eligible. No, that's that's a great point. But but again, and I didn't. You also bring in Peyton Sparks, so you brought in a right. center, a you center, him and a right power away. Forward. They they no, didn't I... need Walker. They didn't need Walker. They got Sparks right away. He's a local kid. He played. Well, for and he's got multiple Lewis. years. He's right. got multiple. Like you can have him for I think two or right. three years. Walker, Walker was the one that made no sense. If you took Sparks. Then yeah. you don't need Walker, and you needed another guard that could honestly play both. Well, and also, Jeff, think about if Mackenzie and Baco, if 
if uh, Filipowski does not return to Duke and Mackenzie Mbako stays as a Duke commit, yeah, this roster would be, I mean, bad. bad. It would be crazy without him. Yes. So I, I just think that there needs to be a pivot in approach of players that you're going after. Point guard is essential. Have to get a point guard. Yeah. Have to add skill. And if you can do that, if you can keep Renew, yep. I feel like I Indiana would like be much better. I think he's a really good player. He's he really improved. Like yep. Renew. Yep. But you've got to get some skill and someone to run the show around him if he comes back next year. And you need, like, the guys coming off the bench, like, they're they're fine. Like you said, Galloway, Leal, some of these guys coming off the bench are fine. I mean, like, Leal Gall- is, he had a good game. Yeah. Who would they be? Uh, Iowa game. He yeah. played well there. They got three bench points from CJ Gunn, Anthony Walker, and Anthony Leal uh, against Penn State. Yeah, it's no, not it's not good enough, honestly, for Indiana. That's not that's not good enough. Uh, all right, Gonzaga. Let, let's let's finish here a little bit on on the Zags, and uh, they lost to St. Mary's. And my yeah. Gales, who you wrote, I mean, off- you're feeling better. You they wrote probably, them, but the sad thing is, is their non-conference was so terrible. They probably have to li- win the league. No, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. You that's, think that's blasphemous. Really? Uh, I think they're in today. I, I don't think they're like a lock, but I think they have you looked at some of the resumes of these teams? I mean, I I've not deep dive. I get they lost to Missouri state at home, Boise State on a neutral Utah and Utah's 40. Xavier neutral, San Diego State. So Weber State and Missouri State would not be good losses at home. No, no. no. I'm not but saying they have won nine straight games. That's that's impressive. They are they have risen. Well, I mean, again, a win against Gonzaga is not a win against Gonzaga like it, yeah. it has been, right? I mean, this is a Zags team that now, Rob, is in jeopardy of ending Mark View's streak. And that streak is every year since he's been the head coach, they've gotten to the NCAA tournament. And right now, I actually think Gonzaga, who lost at home to St. Mary's Saturday night, has to beat St. Mary's on the road when they play him. Or, and it, it, that might not be enough. To be honest, that might be. I think the West Coast Conference uh, tournament is going to be awesome because yeah, a, lot, a lot on the line. Both of those teams are going to feel like they need to win it to be able to to breathe Guaranteed. easy to get yeah, it. to feel good about it. Right, and uh, I don't know. I just. I wonder, and I said this before the year, Rob. I actually said this before the year. I'm worried about Gonzaga. And not just for this year, but going forward. You're talking about the loss of Tommy Lloyd, right? Yes. I'm talking about the loss of Tommy Lloyd and the fact that Mark Few, yeah, they're going to be able to get some dudes out of the portal every year, right? They got an hard this year where I thought he was going to end up going to Arizona. They got Graham E.K., but they're like seven deep. Now, Steel Venters was a guy who got hurt before the year, but like we don't know. He's an Eastern Washington transfer. We don't know what he was going to really give them this year. The roster was underwhelming. They don't have a dude. Obviously, they don't have a dude at all this year. And I just wonder if this is kind of the beginning of the slide that puts Gonzaga in a spot where they're not fighting for Final Fours and national titles and in the top 10 every week. But now they're a fringe top 25 team from here on who they may get lucky. They may, you know, like, again, listen, Fuse an incredible coach, but I think I just, I've always said to him and, and the beauty of Mark Few is honestly, his work-life balance is better than anybody's. Yeah. But, yep. but now I think it could end up really catching up with him because he doesn't have Tommy Lloyd that can go overseas and go get some dudes. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Uh, I've used LinkedIn many a times. And listen, I'm not good at this stuff, but this is about as easy as it gets. And uh, I found the right people as well. So it's been absolutely perfect for me. Uh, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a million professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. Does all that while making the process, like I said, so easy. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. 
LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats, might not have the time or resources to hire. So LinkedIn constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched the feature that helps you write jobs, job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That's linkedin.com slash good to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Have you looked at the net rankings for these two teams? Uh, have you seen I what think, they are? Yeah, you have well, them? I got it right here. St. Mary's is 21, which yep. honestly and, and is 4-3 and three in quad one games. Now, they do have – trying to – need to make this bigger so I can see their quad. Do they have any bad losses? For who, Gonzaga? Uh, no, St. Mary's. So they're they're four and two in quad three and seven and zero oh in quad four. So they do the quad three is not great. Gonzaga's twenty seventh, and they're zero oh and five in quad one games. Right. Now they have no bad losses, but they have no good wins either. Nothing, nothing. That's why you need St. Mary's. They need yeah. to beat St. Mary. They need St. Mary's to keep winning, and they need to beat St. Mary's in Moraga uh, on the final game of the regular season on March second, which really. Like it would be a great game to go to in a way. Yeah, like, I know it, it doesn't be. have the national cachet, but man, that. But game... for the first time, there's so much on the line. Yes. There was it was always a big game, but for the, this year, it for real is a is a big game. Are you uh, with that's... me though? That that like, do you worry about Gonzaga falling off a little bit here? From from, I mean, they they point? still are a big brand. They're they're always going to be a factor in the portal. They've shown that they have nil. They have NIL. and they have they have nil money and just a couple what two years ago we're watching Chet Holmgren Drew Timmy I mean that and look Tommy Lloyd is a big part of that I still want to see it another year before I would say I'm out on that but I I hear what you're saying I'm I do not hear out. what you're saying I'm just out as like them being high powered and having this highest end talent but again you know Mark is 61 years old I don't know I just I see him as being a guy that. Like, would it shock me if Mark Few said after the year I'm done? It would not shock me at all. It would not. Wow. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but I'm saying at some point Mark Few is going to be like, you know what? I'd rather I'm, just hang. I've made enough watch, money. I can hang at the lake. I can just yeah, fish watch my kids chill. play ball. Like, yeah. no, do that's whatever fair. I want to do. Be, before we, we we finish, what are your thoughts on the uh, the new alliance, the the Big Ten SEC alliance? Which can you even trust an alliance like this? When the last alliance, the Pac-12 was like, yeah, yeah, great deal, Big Ten and ACC. And then literally the Pac-12 doesn't even exist anymore. So what? how much faith do you put in the alliance, the new alliance? I don't listen. Yeah, alliances do nothing for me because all these all these guys are out for themselves. When but do you think this is it. the end of of college hoops as we know it now? Is this the beginning of the end? I think so. I do. I mean, again, I've said this, I think somewhere between, I don't think it'll happen before like three years, but I, I could see anywhere from three to eight years, the NCAA not existing in its current format. Okay. Right? In 10 years, do we have mid-major basketball teams playing in whatever the new iteration is of the NCAA tournament? I hope so, but I, I don't know where it's going. I mean, I feel like if Greg Sankey gets his way here, and some of these guys at the at the the power conference level get their way. The commissioners and these people with power, they just want as many big boys as they can in the NCAA tournament. And again, while that's great at the end of the the tournament, it's horrible for the tournament. It's hard. Yeah. Nobody wants to see this. Nope. Like other than again, th these guys that just want more money and more bids and and all that for the for the tournament. Nobody wants to see this. What, what's the best part of the tournament, Rob? What's yeah, the, the best first two part? days? The first yes. two days is the best part of the whole tournament. It is what everybody loves. Everybody loves St. Peter's beating Kentucky. Um, Except for the Kentucky which, fans. Speaking of which, the <laughs> Kentucky Wildcats have fallen off a little bit here. They have. They have. Before we get to them, though, you're not looking forward to like 13 and nine Indiana taking on like 14 and eight Mississippi State in a battle of the first round of the NCAA tournament? No. No, that would be awful. That would be awful. You know, again, my – Well, how do we idea, save this then? Like, how does this get saved? How do we not have this shitty iteration of the NCAA tournament? I don't, you got a lot of power now, Rob. You need no, to use your voice. I'm not the guy. The you conference commissioners have to have some 
foresight into okay even though their best in, and the problem is they're looking out for the best interest of their okay. 10 12 or 16 teams yes. in their conference yep but they're also running the show so they can ruin this they literally can ruin the NSA tournament in the next 10 years yep i know i know no agreed agreed um kentucky quickly um things have changed very quickly they don't guard in the final four week ago and now they're 102 in defensive efficiency i know they don't guard at all and john calipari i listened to his post game the other night after their loss and he's making it sound like dj wagner is zach Eady. that that like if they had dj wagner and they were healthy it would be a a different ball game and i mean they've given up 94 and 103 in their last two games and Tennessee scoring 103 is like giving up 175 yes yes it's I think a lot of people have gone from where they were like a a contender to now a pretender because you're not going to be able to do that in the NCAA tournament you've got a guard it's so bad the profile of teams that go far is not what Kentucky is rolling with right now no 102 in defensive efficiency is terrible well, especially because teams are going to learn, like, defensively, you just got to get back. You got to keep them out of transition. Like, if you can keep them out of transition, you actually can make their life. They're not – they're a good shooting team, and they were a great shooting team early in the season. Yeah. But, like, to me, they're going to have those nights where they're going to go five for 25 from three, and then if they can't stop anybody, it, it – again, I don't know who their plus defender is on their team other than, like – the kid, the arrow, like he's the only one, like they don't really have a plus defender. So they scare the hell out of me. But again, like I, I understand when you lose two games, like you lose at home to Tennessee. Okay. That's not the worst thing in the world, but you lost. Two but I, would, I would just be the, the shocking thing is the score. If right. you lost 65, 64, yeah. Yeah, you'd be, I'd be like, well, that's what Tennessee does. You yes. know, they're physical. They guard the hell out of you. I, that's and I, and the Florida game was OT. You know that's ninety four giving up an OT, but still that's that's a lot of points. I mean, they're they five up- and four now in the league. Now yeah. they should blow out Vandy at Vandy, but like, what they, if they, they can? Why that Gonzaga game is so random? Yeah, I don't know why, why they, it's February tenth. I don't know why they're playing it so late. They did it last year too. Wasn't right? it? A, I thought it was like a disaster relief thing last year. I don't know. They went to Seattle. They wouldn't. No, it was in, I'm sorry, it was in Spokane, but it wasn't at the kennel last year. This one is obviously. What, wasn't it something happened, though, and they were raising money? Maybe. I don't remember. I it was, but maybe not. You know, the only, I mean, you look down their, their, their schedule now, and it's like, all right, there's some wins on the on the table here. You know, again, you, you've got Gonzaga at home, Old Miss at home. Those are two wins at Vandy. They should win the next three in a row before. And I'll Auburn be away. Game. Yeah, I'm going to be at that away. Auburn game. That'll, That'll be, be a hell of a, a hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we go, give me your honest thoughts on Michigan State. Uh, they've been very disappointing this year. Very average. You just saw them again. You've seen them a bunch. Is this a team that can can they be a a factor at all? If they, you know, not if they make the tournament, they're going to make the tournament. Can they be a factor? And how? How? Well, I think their schedule does set up for them to go on a nice run here. They've won two straight. You've got Minnesota on the road. That, that's a big game Tuesday because Minnesota is playing better. Yep. You get Illinois at home, rematch of a game from a couple weeks ago, but it's on your home court. You, you have to feel good about that. Your road games going forward from that point on are at Penn State, at Michigan, who is in total disarray, at Purdue. They have not been successful at Mackey Arena for the last 25 years. And at Indiana. So other than the Purdue game, you feel good about your road contests. And then the home games are like Iowa, Ohio State, and Northwestern. So I think if you're looking, if you're Tom Izzo, you're saying we we could definitely, there's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's 10 to go or nine to go. They could go seven and two. Yeah, I think yeah. they could do that, which would put them probably at. But what has to happen? Like, forget about. The wins and like no, I, I I know. I'm just my point was I think their schedule is favorable going yeah. forward. Malik Hall has been really good since his zero point performance at Northwestern. Yeah. That is a good thing. He is too talented to not be a guy that's scoring in double figures. Jay Nakin showed some real signs of life against Michigan. Yeah. They need him to be more consistent. The only guy that's been consistent is Tyson Walker. 
you know, Tyson Walker has been phenomenal. He's probably on the fringe of being a first team, all big 10 guy. I would say he's battling it out with Marcus Damask right now. Um, I just think that they're limited. They're, they're not going to get back to the basket scoring, even with Jackson Kohler coming back outside of Malik Hall. That, that is no. Kohler's barely playing, right? I know he's it's, and look, Tom Izzo has a variety of bigs he can go to. If he wants one that can shoot, he throws out Xavier Booker. If he wants a guy that can score with his back to the basket, it's Jackson Kohler. If it's just rebounds, set good screens, that's going to be Sissoko and Carson Cooper. I just think this team is what they are. You know, they're they're solid. They're okay. Yeah. But they're not. I for them to make the second weekend of the NCAA tournament would be an achievement at this point. That's the way that I feel about this group. Crazy, but probably true. Crazy, but true. All right. Listen, thanks for joining us. Another episode of Goodman and Hummel in the books. Uh, make sure you uh, you subscribe. Um, and if you have any complaints this week, please send them to Hummel. I, I, I dealt with enough last week. I'm going to check out some amateur documentaries, I think, this weekend. Yeah. That's going to be my plan. Let me know how that goes. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Good Minute Hummel podcast. And we got Robbie Hummel. I've known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out. Both knees. And still kick your ass. <laughs> we're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> ha ha ha!